are a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast, a wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. Very nice. And that said, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what projects we've been up to since our last episode. So, Neil, what's up, man? How's it going? Uh, it's uh, what going have you been good. up to uh, the last couple of weeks here? Well, you know what? Last time uh, I said that we were getting ready for a bridal show, and we've never done one before, and I was scared to death of it um, because I heard all these horror stories about it. And you know what? It was true. Everything that I heard, it's it's absolutely true. Oh no, uh, my my fears were yeah, um, they were there. Uh, but anyway, what? Okay, the only way I can describe it is, you know, door. You know, when, the day after Thanksgiving, you watch the news and you see all these people go out shopping. That's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of doorbusters mm. of just going crazy and looking for deals and that's what it really reminded me of as soon as they opened the doors people just went crazy they 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 weren't even looking at products they were just looking for the deals uh they they just bypassed our work and they they're like searching for signs of of money off or how, what you can win, and, that, and that's what they were there for. We oh. had a, um, <laughs> like I, I knew that it was going to be bad, oh, you know, like gosh. that, but I had no idea it was like that. You that's, know what? That's heads off to the the photographers that do those, you know, all the time. But it's it's so not me. I was I got my money's worth just by people watching. I, I really did. <laughs> um, Dude, you should have brought your camera and done some. I know I should have. You know, I should have. Right? Uh, one of our images, um, it was they used it for the brochure for the cover of the brochure. And so what we did is we made we blew up the image and put it in front of our in, a, in front of our booth, mm-hmm. just so just to show the people that hey, this is our image. Yeah. We're the ones who took it. <laughs> Um, but there were people walking by and, you know, just to give our listeners update, it was an image, uh, that I took in front of Disney and, um, and people were walking by and they're like, are you giving away a free trip to Disney? Oh yeah. <laughs> and they were serious about this too. <laughs> oh man. It was, uh, and, and you know what? The people, they really didn't understand our work. Yep. There, there were so many people that came oh, up man. to That's us. That's such a bummer, man. Because yeah. you know, from what we were talking about last time, I really thought they'd be like, you know, what? totally. Well, it, it, I wouldn't say it was a bust because there were actually a couple people who were really interested. They got the work, but there were people that were they, were, they just didn't understand it. They looked at it and they're like, "So do you take our?" They were like, "Do you take our wedding photos and do you like turn it into a painting, or do you draw pictures of our?" Like yeah. they didn't understand the work at all. And uh, but hey, that's 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 what you. Yeah run yeah. into i guess yeah. But yeah we we did run into a couple of people who did understand what they were looking at they they were like you know i'm not and they they straight up told us they were like we're not in a wedding show we're in an art gallery right now um i was like yes you understand <laughs> you get it so it's interesting the people that uh that get that and the people that that don't you know like and that's the other thing too like that always that is mind-boggling to me 
And I love, and I'm even friends with some of these people, and it's all good people that are in this business for the business. Mm -hmm. And I get it. We are a business too. I think you and I are definitely more on the, like, we care about the quality of our product. And we really, (laughs) like, we, you know, try our asses to do the best possible job in editing Mm -hmm. that we can do and all that. And sometimes, you know, I hear that and I know that all these other things go on and it makes me like question, you know, like, do I need to like, do I need to go more towards that? You know, <laughs> and, and finding that balance in terms of, you know, be, you know, cause we, you and I will have the tendency, I think, to spend a lot of time editing an mm-hmm. image or two. And one of the things that I, that I at least have done, and I don't know how you handle this yourself. I think you handle it in a similar way, but just to segregate between, um, you know, the images that I'm going to spend a lot of time editing mm-hmm. um, and the ones that I'm just going to kind of do my basic exposure, color correction, cropping, right. that kind of thing. Um, but I at least do that to help because because before that I was doing it like on the whole wedding. I was spending like hours and hours and hours and hours on a wedding, like way too much time editing yeah. a wedding. And then I came to that decision. OK, I have to put my business hat on now mm-hmm. as opposed to my trying to make cool photo hat and right. and be like, OK, this is what the camera captured. I'm going to do some basic adjustments to to make it as even as possible. And that's just that's going to be what it's going to be on the mm-hmm. whole on the whole wedding. But then on these other images, those are the ones that I'm going to take my time on and, and continue to do that. But your portfolio pieces. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but, you know, but every time I hear something like that with with your story, which I had no idea that it would be <laughs> like that crazy, that like people are like just straight up about the money. Yeah, you know, um, which I know is out there, and I know wedding photography you can be expensive. It, mm-hmm. it it costs a lot to do what we do when you take our job, you take your craft seriously, and you value your time. Um, you know, as as we do, you know, wedding photography ends up costing money, uh, and we're gonna we'll talk about a pricing show later, like as, as we keep saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but that the difference between running a business and then staying creative. Um, is is something that uh, is always interesting, and it's interesting to hear you know that kind of story uh, um, and how that played out there. Yeah, it was interesting. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I mean, from what I saw, a lot of people went towards people who had um, like games out in front of their booth, you know, <laughs> spin a wheel kind of thing. People just ran for it. They have no idea what they were spinning a wheel oh, for. They were just spinning man. it because they knew they were getting something yes. in the end, or they had hopes of getting something. And we just kind of like stood there and just watched them. Just yeah, I mean it's uh it's something though. It, yeah. it is what it is there. So <laughs> it was a learning experience. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? If you're a be- beginning photographer and you got to get your work out, that's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're not really good at social media, or if you're just getting started on social media, um, or if you know you're. Uh, or if you're moving, I've always thought about, moving. yeah, yeah if I ever thought if point. I wanted to move somewhere else, if I wanted to, to, you know, I was considering moving to Boston a few years ago, if I yeah. did, you go out there and then you just Gosh, do a, a bridal show, yeah. show. I, I think that's, you know, leave your door yeah. open yeah. to these options in, in the, in the world, you know? Right. Right. So, so, um, okay. So, so what, what have you been up to, uh, since our last episode? Yeah. Uh, uh, last uh, episode I had mentioned I was uh, going to uh, shoot some musicians and I I did a f- nice photo session out there and it went really well I got awesome awesome photos for what it was mm-hmm. and uh and really to be honest the only other thing that's been going on right now it really it, I, this is going to lead right into our next topic here mm-hmm. is just editing uh so I've it's that I, time of year Yeah it's that time of year where I'm still I'm still not caught up 
Like I literally am still not caught up in the sense that last the last two or three years, like when it when January first was here, like I was like I was like done, or mm-hmm. I had like one or two winter weddings, and then I kind of like edit, did you know shot the weddings, and then I got right to editing, and I was and I was done. Yeah. But I still to this moment, like which is a good thing because I've been busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I am still like editing weddings. I still have like maybe like two three portrait sessions now with okay. this with the, with the musicians that I photographed. So. Um, which is like really still kind of like I'm annoyed that that I like I want this time to be my off season, but I but it's not. But it's it's not. Just, sometimes and, it gets busier. I think. Yeah. I don't know about you, but whenever I knock something off my to do list, like three projects will come in. It's like this victory. Like I get to scratch something off the, off the list, and then all of a sudden, three more get added on there. Like yeah. within five minutes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like oh man. It's it's because it, well I'll, I'll start the day right. I'll start the day and I actually have my little. Um, I have my little to-do list, mm-hmm. right? And I have it there. You know, I've got to get back to these people. And then the second that, you, like you just said, like I'll knock off this one thing or I'll plan the morning to like edit. And then by the time I'm done editing, you get all these inquiries. And I, you know, I got this. And the other day too, I killed an entire half day because I got this inquiry on a commercial project. Which when I get those things, I always freak out yeah. because the pricing is different, and I don't. We won't get into the pricing for all that stuff now. Too. We will though. I keep talking mm-hmm. about this pricing episode for weddings because we're a wedding photography podcast but when those commercial jobs do come up they, they give me a headache to, to price them out because there's a whole other bunch of options whole i killed world. a half a day yeah. like easily three or four hours like like quoting this thing out and then i got i ended up not getting the gig you know after yeah. after all that so it's like oh that just oh, it sucks but um but editing is really what we're talking about and and which mm-hmm. our next topic here uh, basically talking about uh, how to edit a wedding, or at least the basics of how to edit a wedding, and the overall edit to a wedding, um, and editing, white balance, color correction, oh. exposure correction, cropping, all of those things that when we come home for a wedding and you have, I don't know how many photos you come home with, but for me, I, I don't care. I will shoot a lot or I'll shoot enough. I will be purposeful with the way that I'm mm-hmm. shooting on a wedding. But I, I, images are all digital now at this point, and I will rather take more than less and have more information to play with and choose from when I get home. Yeah. So um, I have the tendency to shoot quite a bit. And so uh, between me and a second photographer, when I come home from a wedding, I'll typically have anywhere between 2,000 and 3,500 photos okay. on average. Mm-hmm. I'll say that's what I usually come home with for a full-day wedding anyway. Um, and going through and editing uh, those photos is is that's what we get paid for, right? <laughs> that's part of the gig, right? So it just doesn't end on the day of the wedding, you know? No. It goes on and on. So, um, basically, I'll, I guess I'll just talk a little bit about, um, you know, what I do with editing wedding, or what we were talking about before, which is just I want to separate you know, my creative edits from the overall wedding edit. And on an overall wedding, uh, what I will uh, tend to do is is I have I don't know what you do, and I'm, actually I'm curious to hear what you do too, because mm-hmm. um, everybody has their own little separate systems that we all get into. We, yep. um uh, we really kind of get attached to to the way that we do things, but my system anyway, it works for me. Is uh, when I come home from a wedding, I'll take all those raw files, back them up, and I don't know if we should get into too much of that right now. We should get maybe more to the editing, but once they're all in Lightroom, um, which is what I used to edit, uh, what I'll do is I'll go through and I'll do three passes 
on that edit. So my first round, I'll go through and I'll edit in rather than edit out. Now this is all night of the wedding when you get home? No, okay. no. And I know you're good about that too, right? Like you come home and you, you go right in for it. No, no, I, no, no, not anymore. I used to, but um, no, we have something a little bit different now. Okay. It works out so, a little bit better. So I at least, I at least back up. Like I come home and I have, you know, I actually, I, I shoot the two cards all day. So mm-hmm. I take the one card and I'll put it aside and I'll take the other card and I'll throw it onto my um, working hard drive. I have a working hard drive and then I back that up to another hard drive. So I do all that when I come home from a wedding. Um, but uh, And then I, once they get imported into Lightroom there, uh, that on that first pass, basically what I'll do is I'll edit in. So out of the 2,000 to 3,000 photos, whatever it is for that wedding, I'll select and I'll use the star system in, in Lightroom. So mm-hmm. I'll, if it's one that is a potential photo that I will end up giving a client, it'll be a three. If it's one that's a potential um, creative edit or mm-hmm. one that I'm going to spend more time on, that'll be a four on my first pass. And and after that first pass, I ended up being, you know, what was 3,000 photos or 2,000 to 3,000 photos. And I'll end up usually somewhere around 1,000 okay. um, on that first pass, mm-hmm. which is, and that's just by naturally doing that. And then as I do the next round um, on this next round of editing, which is just basically um, the color correction exposure and all that, then I'll end up being down to maybe about like on total delivery, maybe about seven fifty total, okay. something like that. Mm-hmm. That's on, on a full day wedding on no, average. That's, yeah, you know? that's good. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you do? How does your process differ from from mine so far? Uh, what is it? What's anything similar? Or well, what pretty do you much, do? it's it's almost the same night of the wedding. Um, mm-hmm. You go home, you back up. I shoot with the D3S, so I have two uh, two CF cards in each one. So um, so the one card pretty much automatically goes to the studio so that they're in different locations yes. just in case Very important. anything yeah. happens. Yep. Um, but we we upload to uh, two separate hard drives, and then one is ready for my wife uh, to go through the first run. Yep. She t- because I, I'll be biased of... I I just can't get rid of images that easy, so so she goes through them. You know what and, I think um, when when I do that, I think, oh, I might not have taken that shot. <laughs> I just might not have taken it because yeah. I used to because I know and I talked to some other photographers and they get really like feel like uh, like our friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I won't, shouldn't mention names on the podcast, but a mutual friend of ours mm-hmm. gets very very specific about like and gets very like afraid. Like I want to give them every one of their photos and I want to take all the time on this on this one right. particular photo. And um, but you might not have taken that photo. And and is and out of a series of twenty or thirty, isn't mm-hmm. it really about the you know three or four shots that that counts at least for me anyway that's kind of how i think like this like i'm like i want to i feel like i do this enough that i feel like i have the idea to, to know which which shots they're going to want and which shots they're not going to want to mm-hmm. look at you know yeah, yeah. um so and it's more time consuming to do that uh but i would rather take the time to do it that's yeah. me though you know right, and everybody's right. got their their own thing mm-hmm. that's, um, what, that's why why i put that job to them I, you know that's why my wife does it yeah um, yeah and then uh, she'll she'll run through it twice. You know, she'll take a couple of days off and then look back at, at them again. And then once those are done, where and that's where she does the um, the cropping, color corrections, uh, white balances, and all that stuff. And then it's my turn to take over. And then I'll go through them, see if she missed anything. Um, if you know, I'll just take over from there. And then um, I'll look at them one more time before the client gets them. And that's it. 
Yeah. At the end, what I'll do is I'll just give them a couple samples of, of my special editing technique. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So getting back to just a little bit of uh, color correction and white balance and all that stuff, which is such a pain. It, I mean, it, it is. really is it's just like... such a pain because, you know, when I first uh, started, I, w- I, I was really about like I want to put on my expo disc on the front of my camera and I want a white balance in every room that I go into. But the reality is, is like shooting a wedding, you are bouncing yeah. around from one light source to another light source. And sometimes you're in a room and you got daylight clashing oh, with tungsten and it's like different on one side of the room than the other. So the real, I mean, I have no time for that. Like when I'm shooting a wedding, <laughs> I do not have the time to think about white balance. I don't care about it. I don't want to think about it. I will leave it on auto white balance and then I'll, and for okay. me anyway, I batch edit in post mm-hmm. specific to what's happening in that room at that time you know so if i'm shooting a series of shots that's the same like i will just batch those for that particular white balance okay. and then i'm just not worried about it on on the day it's like what anything that i can do that eliminates one thing that i have to think about on the wedding day i will do it so i can think more about shooting you know right, right. um I, I guess that's where you and i differ from is i actually do white balance on the day of Mm-hmm. But it is hard going inside the church, outside the church, inside the church, outside the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I completely forget, and I will get yelled at by uh, by my wife. Well, <laughs> it does make editing, all that. but it's easier but though, anyway, right? Yeah. But there's, I mean, it's not to say that again. Everybody has does things their own way, and there's no right or wrong to either way. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, your way is probably the better way in terms of um, in terms of making editing easier and in in post when you're in post production and you're I'm I'm dealing with more white balance issues than you are if you're taking the time to do that in camera at the time. How Yeah, because um, if I'm looking at the back of okay, before the ceremony even starts, um, you know, I'm doing I'm testing all my white balances and stuff and if I'm not looking the if I'm not liking the way it's looking in the camera, I I need to fix it right there. Mm-hmm. Um but you know that's Yeah. So um Oh, I guess it's a, a confidence thing. If if I'm not looking the white balance or how they're looking in the camera, I'm I'm not going to have this confidence of shooting that ceremony. Like I need to feel good about it going right into the ceremony. <laughs> I don't know. That's and then okay, so <laughs> we're all now, different. So now I have a question for you. Then what okay. do you do when you are shooting natural light and the light is just horrible and it's just horrible? Light yellow, yellow and blue. Okay, we're talking and, about colors here. Yeah, I'm talking about I'm talking about colors. <laughs> So are you unconfident? As well, no, no. If it's, uh, if, it's, if it's really sunny out, I'll probably stay away from the sunny white balance. Mm-hmm. I'll probably go towards maybe like a cloudy day mm-hmm. uh, because it kind of gives it a little bit more of a, a warm tone kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of like... I always, yeah. always try and go for the warmer tones yeah. uh, in an image than, than cooler or anything like that. Yeah. Um, what's really tough is shooting when there's fluorescent lights. Oh, mixed yeah. in with tungsten and then you have the daylight balance coming through the windows and the door of the church that's when it gets really tough yeah <laughs> yeah i mean and the reality is, is like sometimes you're just in horrible light conditions like you just you just are and you and that's why sometimes we have to know all the tools that are at our disposal with you know using flash gelling our flashes too to ma- match the the color in the room if possible mm-hmm. um but uh but it really just depends on the situation. Sometimes you're just in bad light, and it just is what it is, and you have to make the best of it in the given situation. Uh, uh, Ryan, I always pronounce his last name wrong. Ryan Brenzier. Brenzier. Brenizer. Brenizer. Yeah. We don't know. I don't know. 
whatever his name is. Great photographer. Good guy. Out of New York Brenzier City. Brenzier method. Mm-hmm. Bren, whatever. Brenizer. Brenizer. Yeah, yeah he's, got, he's got a method. It's a nice method. But, but one of the things that, that I like that he says on his website is... He says, you know, he's not a wedding photographer. He says he's a wedding photographer, but but it's just his basic tagline is problem solver. Mm. And straight up, that is exactly right. Like, we have to be problem solvers as photographers on the wedding almost more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, We, because, well, I mean, obviously we have to know our craft. We have to know the technique. But there's dynamics. There's personalities. There's all that that going on. Oh, definitely. And, uh, yeah, so much can go wrong. And sometimes... People look on you because you're the you're most experienced at being at weddings. Mm-hmm. So people look at you of, of how to fix the problem. Yeah. So, yeah. audience, what do you think? Did we talk about uh, <laughs> editing, color correction, and white balance? Did we got, got into some of the yeah. basics on yeah. that, right? Yeah. And one thing else I'd, I'd like to ask our audience is, you know, let us know where you're listening from. Where are you? We're in New York right now, and we're in our off-season uh, it's winter time. It's cold out. Not many people get married. Once in a while, we'll get a lucky wedding. But uh, let us know, you know, where you're from, and if you guys have an off season, what is your off season? I know people from down south in Florida. They don't, uh, they don't get married often in the summertime because it's so hot down there. So, uh, so yeah, drop us a line and let us know. Yeah, that would be that would be uh, very cool. And uh, coming up next, I think uh, Neil, you're going to give us a little introduction Ooh, yes. on our. Guest. Our first guest. Yeah, yes. our first guest on wedding photographers. Our know. first guest, if if you don't know him, uh, you should. If you don't if you don't follow him, you're probably living under a rock. His name is Scott Charvey. Uh he travels like crazy and he uh he travels all over the world, he shoots weddings. Um but he's been he's been up to uh he's doing a very interesting project and I'll uh, I'll let him uh go into more detail on that. But um yeah, I, I met Scott a couple of years ago, it was over Google Plus when Google Plus just first started, and uh, we became friends right away. We were both into the same things of sharing information, and uh, and he shot our my wife. Well, she was my fiance at the time. He shot our engagement shoot in Las Vegas. Uh, we were both going to be there for WPPI, and and we met up, and he shot our engagement shoot, and uh, and we clicked in person just we like we click in online. So um, so here's here's our first guest, Scott Charvey. All right, well, Scott Jarvie, um, tell, tell our listeners what you've been up to for the past year, year and a half. It's been very busy, so let us catch us up to date. Um, let's see, back in October, about a year and a half ago, what, what is that, like 15 months ago, I got in an mm-hmm. Airstream, which I'm in right now, parked at a rest stop now, because I was like, I gotta pull over to do this podcast. Apparently can't <laughs> do it while driving. I got in an Airstream, and I've been in it pretty much ever since, driving around. I went to all 50 states. Um, I photographed for a project called Faith in America. And, uh, yeah, I finished that recently. I finished photographing, and I still got to finish the book. And I came out with a with another. There's two books, so I already finished one book. Oh. And uh, that's kind of what I've been doing for the last year. I've still been able to do a few weddings in the meantime so i've taken some time off to go travel and do a few different weddings here and there great great now was the book i mean was the whole project an overnight decision or did you kind of have was it something that you always wanted to do tell us about that uh yeah it was not something that i always wanted to do i was uh i think back in early 2013 i was uh driving just you know, 
in March, it's not too busy for weddings around in Utah. So I went on a little road trip uh, to the Southwest, and I was just thinking to myself, I had one of those contemplative days where I was like, (laughs) okay, things are good, I'm happy, I'm doing weddings, they're paying the bills, but I kind of wanted to, like, I need to do more. Like, I need Mm -hmm. to step it up. I can't just be complacent where I'm at. I had to, like, so either... There was three options, one really big project, another big event, or I could like, you know, like hire other photographers and expand what, because I was at the point where I couldn't do any more weddings by myself, in my opinion. I would have to either like start marketing to do more weddings and then maybe hire to have like a team or something like that. So it was either A, B or C. And so I, I had that day of contemplation and, you know, being religious background, I prayed about it. And then the next day I was just like thinking of those three choices. And then this, all of a sudden this idea popped in my mind. I was like, nah, I don't wait, maybe, <laughs> maybe. And the option was, you know, not A, B or C, it was D. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then it just grew and grew and it's consumed my thoughts. And within about a week, I think I was pretty much making plans and and not too long after I was I created the Kickstarter and I, I had basically said, okay, I can I can leave to do this project after my last couple of weddings and I could I could leave right after sep- in September because my last weddings were gonna be like August and one in September and I could leave after that. Now logistically, now for the weddings that you had planned, if Let's say if someone wanted to, you know, had a wedding in California, but you were on the East Coast, how did you make that work? Did you just start driving to the West or did you hop on a plane? Are you talking about the weddings I did during the time I was doing this project? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, um, uh, not long after I started the project, I had a wedding in Anguilla. So I just kind of waited to see where I was probably going to end up near a uh, an airport. So I flew out of DC, you know, and, and went and did that, left my airstream somewhere and I was gone for three, four days and came back and all was good. Wow. And then I incorporated another one that I just booked like last minute. I was like, okay, I'm going to be in that area. It's so convenient, man. Yeah. I'll do your wedding at a little bit of a discount because it was so convenient Mm -hmm. to me. So I swung by through South Carolina and I was in that area at that point in time. There were a couple in like the Bay Area that I flew out to. Um, okay. And then I, I had a couple that were like in Utah, since that's where I'm from, that I kind of just planned to be driving through at that time. I kind of made it part of the whole road trip. I was like, okay, I want to mm-hmm. make sure I'm back around this time, July 4th, and. And I did a wedding around then. So, and then I had a wedding. I had a few weddings in in August, September, like end of August, beginning of September. And I basically took a whole month off to do other stuff like weddings. So I flew out to Hawaii to do some Faith in America stuff there. But then I flew over. Yeah, to- last time I yeah there was a time where I talked to you last year at WPPI and. Uh, I was like, I was asking you how how it was coming along, and you're like, well, there's two more. Well, there's two states that I'm kind of worried about. If I don't know if I can get there, yeah. and uh, it, and one was Hawaii, and and I think the other one was Alaska. So I was kind of wondering if uh, 
how, how you made that work out. Yeah, there was a time where I flew from, I flew from Utah. I drove to Utah so that it could be the place where I flew out of, and I flew to Houston, did a wedding there. The next day, I flew to Hawaii, spent a couple weeks there, which wasn't, you know, for a wedding. Mm-hmm. But then I flew directly from Hawaii to London to do a wedding. So I was living out of... And then I flew right back to Utah and did a wedding there. So that was kind of a busy time for weddings. Um, wow. But I was living out of a, a out of a suitcase for a month, and that's totally different than now in the Airstream. It's not like your typical traveling. I'm, I'm at home. Mm-hmm. I've got... A really nice bed. I've got a fridge. I've, I've got dual screen monitors here, and a nice oh, editing wow. station. So that's fantastic. And, and to our listeners, if you haven't watched uh, Jarvie's uh, vlogs uh, on YouTube of, <laughs> of making of the Airstream, you got to watch them. I, they're the making of the Airstream. Yeah, yeah, it was it was wonderful to watch you just put everything together, and I mean, you were headed out on the road for a whole year. Yeah. And just for you to put everything together, you know, it was, it was very entertaining to watch. So, Scott, you know, I don't know, how long has this been now that you've been on the road like this? So, September 29th of 2013. So, what is that? October, November, December. So, 16 months. And your your life since, what, what has it been like? Do you have regrets? Are you, are you 100% in? How long do you regrets. want to keep doing this? Do you I've ever want to go back to the way it was? What, where are you at? <laughs> uh, no, I love it. So this is what I tell people now that like going to the all 50 states is officially, you know, that is done. I tell people, I'm just going to stay in the Airstream. There's no reason not to at, for me. Like I haven't found okay. a reason not to. And I, I joke, I say I haven't, because have, I, I don't know her name, so I haven't found the reason not to, so. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so I'm just going to keep, I've got a lot of editing and other projects to work on, and I think I'll just I'll go to some national parks, go visit friends, and I'm driving right now to Arizona, and I'm going to stay to live there for about a month, do the snowbird thing, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I can do all my editing from there. And all my project planning, and uh, now, so um, I'm gonna stay stay in it. It's it, it feels like home. It's it's nice, and you know, one day I'll I won't be in it, but that. <laughs> well, you are you are living the example. Uh, you know, YOLO. You only live once. You're making things happen, man. That's that's amazing. It's very <laughs> cool. Thanks. Now, now you mentioned of of you know stuff that you have to edit um, now. How do you keep up with editing of weddings? Because, you know, you could probably take your time with, you know, doing your personal projects and, and stuff like that. But when you have brides wanting pictures, how do you uh, how do you juggle your time with travel and, and the weddings that you work? It can be difficult because the project I, had, I was go, go, go. It wasn't during those, mm-hmm. you know, 14 months of the project or so. It was. It wasn't like some leisurely nice trip like I want to have right now, it was, you were go, go, go every day. You didn't get to chance to edit very much. And so I was often a little bit behind. Um, and then when I published the first book in the series that I'm doing, um, I basically had to take a month or two off to, ed- or to, to be a salesperson. And so it, yeah, I luckily, I looked out... <laughs> I lucked out with my, if I don't know if any of my 
writing rooms would listen to this, but I mean, they were awesome during this last mm -hmm. few months. They should have complained more than they did, but it was just a huge thing in my life, and I think they knew that, and they they didn't want to rush. I had a couple people say, we don't want to rush, because we know the pictures are going to turn out great, and so... And, and we're not talking forever, but we're talking like mm -hmm. a month or two longer than they would have been. Sure. Right. Yeah. You know, that's very important that you mention that because I think if you're honest with them up front mm -hmm. and telling them exactly what you're doing, I think they'll understand that. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you know, if, if you're being rushed, then your pictures will suffer. Yeah. It's good that you had an understanding clients. It's great. Mm -hmm. So now mm -hmm. I'm trying to make my life a little bit more uh capable of like that would never happen again i could get them edited fast and not be so swamped with stuff mm -hmm. now when you're traveling now do you work alone or do you usually have an assistant and if you do need an assistant how did you go about you know finding an assistant with you i i've done so many weddings by myself that i just sometimes just feel more comfortable that way uh for mm -hmm. me if i were to get an assistant it was mostly about um, you know, I'd pick someone that made me feel comfortable and happy that day and improved, you know, improved my attitude more than they, they assisted with pictures. Yeah. But, uh, I did have a, a wedding or two that would pay for, uh, an extra shooter, an extra photographer. And, uh, you know, I just found people in the area. I know people in different places. So looked around and found yeah, you sure do. You sure do. You know, I was, I was telling Andy earlier about how, you know, you, you can be in a random town or a village that I've never even heard of. And then you're, you'll just make a post saying, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm here. And then all of a sudden you'll, you'll get like 20 followers saying, Oh, Hey, that's, you're in my hometown. Let's have dinner. And, and then all of a sudden, yeah. a couple hours later, you're, you're posting pictures of, of you know you you having dinner with these people and that's that's such an amazing thing to have. It's been very convenient because I usually just park the airstream at friends' houses, and I was able mm -hmm. to do that pretty pretty well all across the country. But um, you know I could always use more because there's lots of places, especially any places that are near really cool landscape places now, national parks. But right, yeah. Now during your trip, now during the Faith in America project, now for me, there's one photo that stands out as my favorite um, with the story and everything. I remember watching the vlog and yeah. uh, it, it was really neat. It stands out as my, one of my favorites. I know uh, which what, one. What is, what's your, you know which one is my favorite? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I'd, I'd love to know if you got it right. I am sure it's because it's, it's my think? favorite too. Okay. Is it the Lightning Church? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that is that is the probably the I mean I'm I love a lot of your work, but that is the picture that was one of my favorites and I remember watching the vlog you're like, "Okay, that was scary." It was, you know, this church, well, tell our tell our listeners about it instead of of me doing it. Yeah, the it was at the beginning of the trip too and it kind of st set the Yeah, it was like day number 4 or yeah. 5 or something like that. And it kind of set the whole mood for the trip where where I was so far behind of where I thought I was going to be in the trip across the country. I was racing to get to Maine and I was like trying to at least get to Omaha that like I was like a day or two behind, but I kept on like driving back country roads and I don't know, it's just, it's slow going because you're trying to take pictures of everything as you go along. 
But I was on the freeway, and I was like, I, you know, sunset's about to happen, and I'm in the middle of nowhere, and I'm not close to anything, and I'm uh, 200 miles from where I want to be for sunset, and uh, so I'm just going to pull off here, and I pulled off, and I'm like, okay, the, yeah, I'm in Nebraska, the next town isn't for 30 minutes, so I guess I'm stuck in this town, whatever it's called, I don't know. <laughs> Went to a gas station. Some kid with a purple mohawk pulls up. Dude, I love your Airstream. What year is it? Okay. And he's like totally into the Airstream, the old vintage Airstream. And I told him what I was doing. And he's like, oh, you need to go over to here. And I'm like, yeah, but that's going to be after sunset. Oh, you can go to this old church over here. I'm like, well, that's also going to be after sunset. He's like, well, all you got is here then in this town. You could tell the pastor I said hi. And I went over there, spent a little bit of time. There was kind of a lightning storm in the distance. I was trying to get it, but it was far out there. And it was it was like, mm-hmm. oh, this was a neat evening. And I started driving again. I'm like, maybe I should check out this church that he was telling me that's in the middle of nowhere. And he was right. It was, I don't know, like five houses in this town. <laughs> and uh, I almost gave up on finding the church because it was pitch dark. Pitch mm-hmm. dark and no no street lamps or anything like that. But I pulled into what I thought may have been the driveway, and I got out, and I'm like, where is the church? I got out of the car and still couldn't see the church. It was that dark. (laughs) Wow. And I looked behind some trees, and there it was, but it was the creepiest thing because you got this church in the middle of nowhere surrounded by a cemetery in creepy, pitch-dark night, and I, like, set it to time-lapse, you know, to take a picture, and I rushed back to the car. I was kind of a wimp about it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, hopefully it takes something cool after a little bit of time. And then that lightning storm from, like, an hour before catches up and gets to me, and it was, like, the most intense lightning storm I've ever been in. So I got out, and I was taking some pictures. And so this picture is of this building, which at one point was in complete black darkness, but it looks like it's just... It's lit up and it's purple and pink. I guess lightning does oh, that somehow. Beautiful. And just the whole sky is lit up with because it was all cloud lightning, so it wasn't like streak lightning. Mm-hmm. Right. So everything was just lit up and I was just like everything that led up to that moment was just so surreal that it happened that way and I don't know if I described it all in in detail but just so many times in the trip, you learn that sometimes things happen for a reason, and sometimes things happen because you make things happen to your best of your ability, but then there's times where, you know, some guy in a purple mohawk, like, (laughs) you know, like, you would have never, ever gotten there had not, like, those specific things fallen directly into place. Exactly. Oh my gosh, the picture is just absolutely incredible. So, um, now for your book, it's it's done, right? It's complete. It's, it's one of sale. the two. How? One of the two <laughs> is I did a temp, an LDS temple book, and now I'm going to be spending a month or two finishing editing the Faith in America pictures for that for that temple okay. for that book, the main book, Wonderful. Faith in America. And how how can people find it? Uh, American Faith Project dot com okay wonderful excellent now um will we be seeing you at uh wppi next month yes i plan on it 
Yeah, I'll be there. Good. Um, I'm going to be... Yeah, I'm really actually kind of looking forward to a lot more. I remember thinking just like a week or two ago, I'm like, why am I going again? <laughs> I've been so many times. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, well, I've got this big, huge... You know, to the project for 2015 is more of a photography event. And so I'm going to be mm -hmm. talking to a bunch of photographers and companies about you know getting a team together and being part of the event so wonderful excellent now as far as wpi goes now why do you attend every year i mean i go because i mean i, I used to go to for the classes and everything mm -hmm. but I, i'm kind of done with that and but now i just kind of go to hang out with everybody see everybody now what is it for you that keeps it going back i think it's a lot of that i suffer for what they call fomo have you ever heard of that Andy, have you ever heard of that fomo no, no. i've never heard of that no. i'm ready though fear of missing out ah i have to remember that that's good that's a good one <laughs> so i you know i'm like oh stuff is going to be happening and i want to be there and hang out with my friends and i like friends i like being around people and stuff <laughs> So I think yeah. that's part of it. But now I'm excited that I have, you know, more reason to connect with industry people and make connections mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Now, if anybody's listening to this, um, if you see Scott Jarvie, he's going to be the guy with a big smile on his face. Uh, he's going to have a camera on him and he's probably going to take pictures of you or videos. Um, I, I, uh, Isn't that I was, funny? Uh, <laughs> Isn't that funny in like a whole... Well. I often go to uh, parties or things, like photography gatherings, with they're all photographers, and I'm like, why am I the only one with the camera? <laughs> I'm one of the, I'm one of those guys who, who leaves his camera behind because I know yeah. you're going to be there. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's what's next for the Jarvi? What's what's next for you? Uh, I'm going to go live in Arizona for a month, and then I'm going to go WPPI, and then I'm going to go live in Southern Utah. But I, I've got a, mm -hmm. I've got to edit for this this main book, and I've got to finish these weddings and everything else that I've done, and and I uh, am working hard on, uh, uh, well Patreon. I, you probably have never heard of Patreon.com. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Okay. It's so I use. Yeah. I, I'm one of the only like I was the first photographer, like full time photographer to start using Patreon. Which is a site where you find mostly YouTubers and musicians and podcasters. Mm -hmm. Hey, look, podcasters. Hey, There's a lot of podcasters that use it a lot, and it's perfectly situated for that. But, uh, you know, I've been working on it, and I have about 70, 80 patrons, and, and I've got some... I haven't been able to put the full amount of time to really telling people about it and advertising it. But, um, so basically, uh, Patreon is very similar to Kickstarter, but yes. in a way that you can have subscribers for a long-term basis, just for the people listening to this. Is that fairly fairly yeah. accurate description? Yeah, Kickstarter is like, I'm going to create a book. Whereas Patreon is like, I am going to create something every month. Or I'm going to be doing mm -hmm. a podcast every week. So, you know, if you like what I'm doing, and then you still have the same sort of rewards and stuff like that. Well, very good. Uh, now, we have a, a little um, a little part of, of the show where we ask our guests uh, five questions, quick-fire questions, okay, quick-fire. So, um, so here we go. 
What's your favorite part of the wedding? Favorite part of weddings for me is a non-photographic part. And it is the part where family members and friends and are, are saying how much like they're talking about that person and saying wonderful things and about that person. And like, uh, you know, they're just, they're building up that person and it's just a beautiful moment. Or if like, I guess toast really can the, sometimes be that it's, way. It's, it's the reason we do what we do, right? It's about people and yeah. it's about life. And, and that's the beautiful part about, about a wedding there. Mm-hmm. And if it comes to photographic stuff, I like taking just the couple and doing just couple pictures is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. Neil asked me that question on our first episode, and I said the same exact thing. For selfish reasons, I like that part where I just have the couple, and it's just us, and we're hanging out, and yeah. and uh, they're relaxed, and they're not worried about their guests. So you and I have the same answer there. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Okay, question number two. If you can choose one other profession, what would it be? One other profession, what would it be? Uh, well, I feel like these days, like, my abilities are probably more in, like, social media consultant or something like that. Yeah, you're very, very good at it. But, uh, I feel like I am better at, uh, ideas and business than I even am in photography. Like the ideas part of businesses, not like the money aspect of, of business, but like um, creating really cool concepts and ideas. Yeah, that's great. Good, good. Okay, number three, when you're not doing photography, uh, what other hobby that you know do you enjoy? Another hobby. Something else besides photography? Yeah, there's other things, aren't there? <laughs> uh, I like I like um, I like playing games, board games, card games, and uh, I need to find more friends that do that because I go to too many. <laughs> I go to too <laughs> many. Right here, man. Right here, me and you, buddy. <laughs> Anytime, you just let me know. Yeah, I go to these parties and they're just like sitting around chatting, and I'm like, this is fun for a moment, but come on, I can't handle this. We need to, like, <laughs> play cards. We could talk while playing cards. That's true. That's true. Okay, number four. When you need inspiration, what music do you listen to? Um, recently, I on Spotify, I got this great playlist from someone made of movie soundtracks. And I just love it. I, oh, yes. Me too. Me too. So movie soundtracks is the best to listen to while you're doing stuff. Now, one of my uh, Pandora stations is Lindsay Sterling. You've, you're friends with her. You're, you photographed her, haven't you? Yeah, I'm friends uh, with her. Did pictures when she wasn't so big back in the back in the day. Now mm-hmm. she travels around a lot, and I don't know. I, I like doing I like doing <laughs> concert stuff for people that like. I feel like I'm really helping and building up. And now she could just give whoever she wants. So now I'm just like, I'll just be oh, friends. Oh no, no. Yeah. No, she's fun. She wrote in... I I had her write a portion of my LDS Temple book. She wrote in that, so... Oh, really? Oh, wow. She wrote a story there. Now, number five, last question. What's the dream wedding location that you haven't been yet? Italy. 
Italy. Italy. Oh, it's my, yeah, without that's doubt. That would be my answer, too. Yeah, very nice. I have a feeling that's going to be a popular answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Now, now, I speak Italian, Scott, so if anyone out there, you know. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, uh, tell our listeners where they can follow you. Um, my last name is Jarvie, J-A-R-V-I-E. You can put that in Google. I'm sure you'll find something. <laughs> or they, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Every username I have is either Jarvie or the Jarvie if I didn't get it in time. So I think mm-hmm. the most interaction I get these days is Instagram and YouTube. Okay. Uh, YouTube is the thing that I work on a lot and Patreon. I don't know. Just wherever they want to find me, just type in Jarvie. Yeah, I highly recommend your YouTube station. Um, if I if I miss a couple of show, if I can miss a couple of videos, I'll just watch them nonstop. It's kind of like once you get really? hooked on like a TV show. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And because I always gotta know what you're up to next. So I highly recommend it to our listeners. Yeah, if they go on recently, I just was in the Caribbean, just hanging out with a bunch of people, and, and then what else did I? I don't know. Just mm-hmm. my daily adventures, I guess. Yeah, it's wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing with sharing with us, Scott. Okay. Uh, we'll see you next month at WPPI. Okay, so that was our first guest, Scott Jarvie, J-A-R-V-I-E. So Google his name, follow him wherever he is, and also support his book, AmericanFaithProject.com. Highly recommend it. Beautiful images. So, and in closing, I'd just uh, like to say again, uh, please send any questions, thoughts, comments on the show to info at weddingphotographersunite.com. Yes, drop us a line and let us know where you're coming from. Absolutely. And then just once again, the best place to fo- follow us too. You know, I think just the easiest thing to say is just Google our names. My name mm-hmm. is Andy Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I. My name is Neil Urban, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. And other than that, please follow us on iTunes and subscribe on iTunes. That's yes, very be the important. Big thing. Subscribe. Yeah, please do because that's what's going to pick up traction around the show and get people, more people to know that the show is actually out there right now. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate yes, it. tell your so. friends. This is a show for wedding photographers. And by wedding photographers. All right, we'll see you. <laughs> see you next time. Wedding photographers. Unite. Oh,